negative way most of the time when we hear this word. But tonight, we're going to see what God has in store for us to be an active worshiper of him. Is the one that created us. He formed us in his image. He desired that we be exactly like him. And for us to be exactly like him, we have to uh, know his ways. And his ways and his mind so that we can uh, be addicted to him in worship. Praise the Lord. We're going to read from the book of 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 12 to 23. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 12 to 23. Please, I want us to, please, let's have the mic for Rotosi. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 12 to 23. Somebody can read for us. The city of David. Michael, Michael Saul, and on the ark until uh, they figure out what to do. But they, rea they realized that as the ark rested in the house of Obededom, Obededom, instead of being smitten, instead of being killed, he and his entire household experienced the blessing of God. So David consulted and uh, he was told to bring the ark back to Israel. On his way, at every seven steps, he was making sacrifices to God, peace offering, burnt offerings, and hormone of offerings. And at the end of the day, what I want us to really note here is the action of David. As the ark was being brought back to Israel, David was doing it, the Bible says, with all his might. He was dancing as the sacrifices were being uh, offered to God. He was jubilating. He was doing it with all his might. Even in the presence of the slaves, he didn't uh, consider the caliber of person that he is. But because he was doing it for the Lord, Bible said he did it with all his might. That to the extent that parts of the clothes, the effort that like the linen that he was wearing was being no part of the body was being uncovered. Uh, the the one of the wives was you no know, peeping through the window and saw it and was saying Wow. The first thing that the Bible said here is that this woman, despite, despite uh, David in her heart, mocked David in her heart, that why will a king, why will a man of this caliber do this? And the hack of the law eventually got to the land of Israel, and there was more jubilation, there was blessing in the land. But what I want us to note here tonight is the heart, the ways with which David no, no carry out the instructions. 
the way David you no know, did you no know, to the ark of the covenant. And when we look at what the ark represents, it re symbolizes even uh, represents the presence of the Lord itself. So it is also like when we come to church, like I always say in the announcement that there's no aspect of the service that one should look down on from the opening prayer to praise and worship to announcement, the hymn section, the choir, uh, the message and all the activities or the, like in the Sunday service. There's no part, or like Wednesday as we have come, uh, Friday as we have come now, there's no part of the service, there's no part of the, uh, the program that one should know, look down on. They are as important as, uh, all of them are as very important. So it is you no, know, the way David handled you know, the, the, the ark, you know, God himself was pleased with him. And that's why he said that though you may say, I did this, I did that, say, I will even do more. L let's look at the concluding uh, uh, phases, verse 20, from verse 20. Please, if you are there, you can read chapter 6 from verse 20. Okay. Okay, verse 21. And David said unto Michael, it was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord and I will yet be more vile than thus and will be based in my own sight and of the maid servant which thou hast spoken of. Of them shall I be, be. Of them shall I be hard in honor. Praise the Lord. Not like the uh, NIV. No, describe it very well. Please, anybody with NIV, verse twenty-one to twenty-two. NIV, New International Version. If you are there, please. Okay. Lord. Twenty-two. Praise the Lord. Let's take it together. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. Say God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. John chapter 4 verse 23 and 24. Praise the Lord. No, here Jesus met with uh, the woman and the woman was told all her story and here was the conclusion say yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers and who are the true worshippers who are the true worshippers because we are praise the lord say when the true worshippers will worship the father in spirit and in truth for they are the kind of worshippers the father seeks say god is spirit and his worshipper must worship him in spirit and in truth. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the introduction together. As believers, we are called to worship in spirit and in truth. As we have read in the book of John chapter 4, verse 23. But you may wonder, how can I worship God daily? You may ask, how 
do I? How can I worship God daily? The first step in understanding how to worship is recognizing whom to worship. Yoruba will say, our uh, sin. So when you know the person you want to worship, you will give him the highest respect. You will give him the rightful place that he belongs in your life and in your entirety. The first step is understanding how to worship, recognizing whom to worship. To be true worshipers, we must be good Bible students who understand the revelation of the word of God. We must continually renew our minds with the word of God by spending quality time studying every day. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Talk about a renewal of our mind. When our minds are renewed to what he says is truth and not the word. W-O-R-L-D. That is the truth of the word compared not what the word is saying. Not what uh, is the prevalent things in the world, but what is the word of God saying about God? We will be able to come to Him and worship Him in spirit and in truth. If you don't know Christ intimately, you cannot worship Him in an addicted manner. And you are also missing the benefits associated with true worship. Praise the Lord. By the way, you don't know God intimately, you won't know how to worship him. And you may also miss the benefits associated with worship of our maker. Praise the Lord. When we talk about being an addicted worshiper, like I said earlier, that we, the, the word is using the, the word in the negative way. But to be addicted to something is to... to get used to something or have an habit that is you no know, is common to us that will find difficult to erase quickly an habit a lifestyle a way that we live that we find difficult to get rid of so also when we become an addicted worshiper of god it's a lifestyle it's an habit it's a you know, it's a lifestyle that we, we cultivate, that we live for God and for Him alone. Praise the Lord. Then let's see what being addicted worshiper entails. What does addicted worship entails? What do we mean by being an addicted worshiper? Praise the Lord. The first one says, worshiping God in spirit. I want us to read it in amplified fashion. John chapter 4, verse 23. We have it in the, the memory verse. Please, let's read it. Let's chorus it and read it. Yet it is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Praise the Lord. That's the f- aspect. Worshipping God in spirit. How do we worship God in spirit? How do we worship God in spirit? That is when we worship God, you are not absent-minded. When you worship God, you do it with the whole of your heart. When you worship God, when you say it, it, it must come from your within, not that you are being forced to do it. 
or you are being coerced to do it, or you are trying to uh, please people around you. But when you worship God in spirit, that means it's you, you yourself, you will know it. You have the feeling that you are doing it not for any man, but God. Praise the Lord. Worship God in spirit. That is, it's your, your spirit mind must be, must be active, must be alive when you worship God. Praise the Lord. Worship God in spirit. That's the first one. And the second one, she... Okay, okay the Amplify, yes, sir. But a time is coming and it's already here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit from the heart, the inner self, and in truth, for the Father seeks such people to be his worshipper. Praise the Lord. Thank you, sir. From the heart, from your inner self, that means it must be deep down within you. Praise the Lord. It must be deep down within you, irrespective of whether it's your wife or your husband or your children that are there. You can see the life of David, even in the presence of the slaves, of the servants, of no people that are of ignoble worth, or they don't people that, that cannot even be no reference or revered. But he did that. To his God. He worshiped God in spirit. Praise the Lord. The second one says, worshiping God in truth, sincerely and not hypocritically. Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 14. David was wearing a linen ephod. He danced with all his strength to worship the Lord. He danced with all his strength to worship the Lord. He was wearing an effort. You could say maybe a costly no garment, an apparel that is. But despite that, no, he danced with all his heart, with all his might, with all his strength. Not that you are doing it to seek no or to to, to that. Uh, for somebody to judge you that uh, did I dance well or did I do well did I do this thing well did I it's not just even in praise and worship but in every act of worship praise the Lord in every act of worship that it must be done with all sincerity in truth with all sincerity not hypocritical not that you are seeking the praise of men. Not that you want men to praise you. Praise the Lord. It must be done with all sincerity. The third one says, total surrender to God. Total surrender to God. Matthew chapter 4, verse 10. Matthew chapter 4, verse 10. Okay. Jesus said to him, away. Go away from me, Satan. For it's only your God that you must worship. Praise the Lord. It's only your God that you must worship. Jesus was just quoting from the book of uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13. Where uh, the, and man, the man of God has, has explained several times that the word, uh, 
worship and fear. They were being used interchangeably. Like in the Old Testament, it's only your God that you must fear. That you must bow down to. But in New Testament, that it's only your God that you must worship. Say, go away from me. That means total surrender to God. Total surrender to God. It's only God. It's only no, our living God that you must submit all to. That you must surrender your total self to. And that is what? Worship. When you submit yourself totally to him that I'm yours. I have nothing of mine. Total surrender to God is an act of worship. Praise the Lord. Then the fifth one says, praising God with all we have. Uh, let's correct that uh, scripture. The scripture is not Psalm 105, verse 6. It's Psalm 150, verse 6. Let's correct it. Praising God with all we have. Let somebody read for us. Psalm 150, verse 6. Yes, number... Oh, sorry. Referencing God. Number 4. Okay, sorry, Second Samuel chapter 6, verse 20 to 22. Referencing God. Second Samuel 6, verse 20 to 22. I will celebrate in pure enjoyment before the Lord. Yet I will demean myself even more than this, and will be humbled, abased in my own sight, and yours as I please. But by the maids whom you mentioned, by them I shall be held in honor. Mm. I love that fashion. I will demean myself. I will bring myself so low. I will count myself of no importance, of no, no, of no dignity. Because I'm doing it unto the Lord. Praise the Lord. Reference. You know, and, you know, we can see. He said, it doesn't matter. He even called them riffraff. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Riffraff, what is it? Riffraff. People that, I don't know the English, you know, riffraff. People that are of no value, of no worth. Say, you are, you, are just, you are just bringing yourself low. So it doesn't matter. But because it's an act of irreverence God. It's God that I reference. It's God that I put in high esteem. It's God that I elate in my heart. It's God that I put at the topmost. And then when God is at the topmost in our life, we'll see that our life, you know, we bring pleasure to him and we bring glory to his name. Praise the Lord. we we'll see in the life of David that he was a man. But no wonder God himself called him a man after my own heart. And for God to call somebody a man after his own heart, that means he does what pleases him. He does those things that you know, brings joy, brings glory to his name. I pray that the Lord will help us, that we will refer God, we will give him his rightful place in our life in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. The first one says, praising God with all we have. Psalm 150, verse 6. Praising God with all we have. Amen. Amen. When you look at that uh, psalm from verse 1, it said you should praise him with Simba, praise him with uh, tambourine, praise him with string instrument, praise him with all manner, praise him. Then praise him. You have your ends, you have your voice, you have everything that God has given to you. Count your blessings from January to now and say, no, it is God that deserves the worship. 
And I, it's not just, and like I said, I say it's not just when we come together and we sing to God here alone. Even when you give yourself to study his word, you are revering God. Because when God speaks to you, you talk back to him. That means you, you place him high in your life. When you do anything, not for, the, for his name to be glorified, you worship him. Anything you do to bring glory to the name of the Lord, you worship him. Praise the Lord. Say, praise God with all that you have. Praise God with your money. Praise God with your time. Praise God with your talent. Praise God with your gift. Praise God with everything, all that you have. And the Lord will bless us as we praise him, as we uh, reference him in Jesus' name. The last one says, worshiping God irrespective of the situation. Acts chapter 16, verse 29. Sorry, 23 to 25. Worshiping God irrespective of the situation. Acts chapter 13, verse 23 to 25. 24. Having received such a charge, trust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Praise the Lord. Even in the prison, they were arrested. They were not just put in an ordinary jail, but the, in the inner one. And the Bible said that despite being in chain, praise the Lord, despite being in the chain, being chained, they still do what? They praise God. And what was the outcome? The Bible said that the chain were broken. And they didn't just praise God and be doing command uh, They don't just, um, but they were praising God, irrespective of people around them. So they were praising God that all the prisoners heard them. Praise the Lord in your neighborhood. Don't say that you don't want them to hear you. So far, is the, the, your God you are uh, giving the worship. Though don't do it to disturb. <laughs> praise the Lord. But worship God. Worship God. Even when you are worshiping God, your neighbor will know the kind of person you are. And they will, not, they will take it for who you are. Praise the Lord. No, and other prisoners add them. Your life of worship, others must be able to see it. Others must be able to you know, experience it and say, no, of a truth, this one belongs to a living God. Praise the Lord. And when they worship God, irrespective of the situation, don't say, ah, when I'm sick, I won't have the strength to worship. When, when, is the even, when, when should you worship? Praise the Lord. Don't say, when I don't have money, I will not come to church. Don't say, when I don't have food to eat, I will not you know, go to church irrespective of the situation you find yourself, worship him. Praise the Lord. Worship him. I can remember there was a time I, I was so down. I was in Lagos. And I, was, I could hardly move my leg. And I called my pastor then. I said, please, I won't be able to come to church. I said, I'm 
seriously down. And he said, ah, you can't do that. Say, this is the best time for you to be in church. And I struggle, I managed to get to church. And now they say, ah, you are the one taking praise and worship. I say, I don't have the strength that I may even collapse. Do you know one miracle that I experienced that the moment I step on the altar is as if something just came on me and I don't know where the strength came from. Um, Pastor looked at my direction and said, just smile. And after the service, I said, ah, thank you, sir, for encouraging me to come to church. I said, I don't know where the strength come from. That's the end of the sickness. Please, irrespective of the situation, irrespective of the predicament we may find ourselves, that situation, that position you find yourself is the best no place to praise him, to worship him. No matter the challenges you may be facing or that may be facing you, that's the best at that moment to worship him. That's the best at that moment to worship him. I was conversing with one elderly man this week and he said, ah, we have evangelism to carry out. And I said, ah, but you cannot go. He said, yes, I've called people that will go and I've sent money ahead for, their, for the foiling of their vehicle. And I, I, I said, he now told me that for evangelism is three ways. Is either you go physically or you go on your knees or you go with your money. Praise the Lord. And I said, wow. An elderly person over 80 years. So, worship God irrespective of the predicament of the situation you may find yourself. You may be old. I thank God we don't have any old person here. We are all young people. Please, worship God with all your might with all your strength, with God, all that God has given to you. And the Lord will bless us in Jesus' name. Sorry, because of our time, let's go to the second aspect. We have heard what uh, being addicted worshiper entails. Then what are the benefits of being an addicted worshiper? What are those things that we are going to have as experience? Let me put it that way. Benefits of being an addicted worshiper. The first one is, it takes sickness and diseases away. Exodus 23, verse 25. Let somebody read for us, please. Okay. Say, let's see that second, uh, the, the B part. Say, it will take sickness away from the midst of you. You won't see, like my pastor has said it recently, that we have never had it that is is sick or is being rushed to the hospital. When you are an addicted worshiper, sickness and pain will be taken away. Say so it will take away sickness from the midst of you, from the midst of your family, from the midst of your body. It will take away what sickness. When you worship Him, when you live a life of worship, a a life of total surrenderedness to God a life of total consecration to him, it will take away sickness. It will take away pain. 
And I pray that as we worship him, as we live our life for him, every sickness and pain be taken away in Jesus' name. The second one says, it gives all round victory. Second Chronicles 20, verse 21 to 23. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21 to 23. And Exodus 17, verse 8 to 13. All round victory. Second Chronicles 20. Okay. Embungement against the children of the Lord. Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sire, which were, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. Okay. For the children of no. Ammon. Second Chronicles, twenty. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Saying, give thanks to the Lord, for His love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Amnon, Amwa, and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. Praise the Lord. You know, after consulting the Lord, they, they, they rose up and they were praising God. You know, the way God, the way God carried out the victory, you know, when I was reading it, it really made me laugh. You know, this, the, the people of Seir that are against the uh, Israelites, the Ammon and the other tribe, they fought them. And those people that fought Seir also fought themselves and killed themselves. They rose up against themselves. Can you imagine? You know, God will give you a kind of victory that, that will look like a lie. That will look unimaginable. All around victory. All around victory. When you worship God with the whole of your heart. When you are an addicted worshiper. What you will experience is all around victory. There may be complaints here and there. There may be rumors of war here and there. But God will give you what? Victory. All around. In Exodus 17, verse 8 to 13. Let's quickly read that, please. Exodus 17. He did what Moses had told him to do. Moses, Aaron, and all went up to, to the top of the hill. When Moses lifted up his hands, the Israelites were winning in the fight. But when Moses brought his hands down, the Amalekites were winning. Hmm. Moses' hands became very tired. So Aaron and all put a big stone under Moses for him to sit on. Then Aaron and all held up Moses' hands. Aaron stood on one side of Moses and all stood on the other side. They held his hands up until sunset. As a result, Joshua and his men destroy the Amalekites' army in the fight. Praise the Lord. What is the significance of the hands of Moses that were being held? Because they were, they were lifting it to who? To God. Praise the Lord. And any moment the hand of Moses dropped, no, they begin to lose. But as long as your hands is being lifted to God, as long as your heart 
is being you no know, rendered to God in, in worship. Not that you your 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 head is bowed and your heart is saying, What will you do? No, all the moments the hands of Moses were lifted, when they realized that once the hand come down, they, they, be, they experienced defeat. They helped his hand to remain what? Steady. Praise the Lord. As long as our heart remains steady unto God in worship, we continue to win. No matter how terrible the battle may be, no matter how tough the battle of life may be, as long as we reference God in our heart, as long as we give it to him, as our all in all, as long as we lift our heart to him, we continue to win. And the Lord will continue to give us victory in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Then the third one says, you enjoy preservation and protection. I want us to read um, Acts 16, 25-26 in NIV and Numbers 14, 36-38. Praise the Lord. The prison door shook and they were delivered. When they did what? They praised God. And somebody said that even this king that killed John the Baptist is the same king that arrested them. But John the Baptist didn't enjoy the favor because he was complaining about, about Jesus. But here, they were put in prison. But they were doing what? They were praising God. And as they were praising God, what happened to them? Their chains were loose and they were what? They were delivered. They were set free. Praise the Lord. And let's see Exodus 17. Sorry. Numbers 14, 36 to 38, quickly. But about the land were struck down and died of a plague. Plague. Of a plague before the Lord. Of the men who went to exploit the land, only Joshua, Joshua son of Nun, and Caleb son of Jepune survived. Jephne. Okay, praise the Lord. You know, 12 spies. I mean, went to spy the land. But two came with good report. All the rest came with evil report that they cannot defeat the land. But what happened? The Bible said they have, eh? there's another spirit in them. And the spirit is spirit of a can-do spirit. Spirit that believe in the victory that the law will give to them. Spirit that believe that God is overall and can do all things. Of all that spy the land, there's only two of them that were spared, that were preserved. And it's, it can also apply to us that as we worship God, no, don't listen to what people are saying around you. Don't listen to side talk. What is God saying about you? What is God saying about this nation? What is God saying about the economy, your economy? What is God saying about you? Believe it. Joshua and Caleb, they were the only two that were preserved. And I pray that the Lord will preserve us in Jesus' name. You know, they have another spirit. And the spirit is the spirit of the living God. They didn't say, the other say, we are like what? We are like, eh? 
grasshoppers, how we a woman being demeaned themselves to that level that we are grasshoppers before them. Praise the Lord. But Joshua and Caleb said, we, though they are giants, though the economy is terrible, though the land is filled with all manner of plagues, but our God is able. When we have this kind of spirit that our God is our all in all and is everything to us, that is able to do it, he will, will preserve us and he will protect us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. It gives prosperity. The fourth one, it gives prosperity. Exodus 23, verse 25. Exodus 23, 25. Praise the Lord. Please, I want us to please read it to again so we say amen. Okay? You must have only me, your Lord, your God. Okay? Amen. I will bless your water. I will bless your food. And the Lord will bless our water. And will bless our food. Our storehouses will not be empty. In the name of Jesus. No, benefit is that we enjoy prosperity. We enjoy prosperity. When we worship God with the whole of our heart. When we are addicted worshiper. And the last one is, it provokes God's presence. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. Let's all turn to it. Acts 13, verse 2. All of us must read it, please. Acts 13, verse 2. Okay. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Praise the Lord. As they ministered to the Lord, as they worshipped the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, Praise the Lord. So as you worship the Lord, as you honor the Lord with your heart, as your heart and your head is bowed to him. Not that you are, your head is bowed and your heart is exalted. As you worship the Lord, the Lord will surely speak. Praise the Lord. And I pray that the Lord will speak in every situation of our lives in Jesus' name. Say, as they minister to the Lord, as they worship the Lord, the Holy Spirit said, what are the areas of our life that we need the Lord to speak it will surely speak in Jesus' name. It will surely speak to our situation. It will surely speak to our predicament. And we enjoy all round victory in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Before we go into conclusion, I don't know if there's questions and contribution. Briefly, please. Questions, contributions. Okay, let's take the conclusion together. When you worship God, God will answer your prayer, even quickly. When you worship God, God gives speedy answers. God answer quickly. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I have two contributions here. I say when you worship God, it makes you happy and it keeps your spirit, mind alive. It keeps and then your spirit alive. And you and then the happy. second one, it opens door for favor. Open doors for favor. Your spirit comes alive, and doors of favor is open 
I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Let me just read the conclusion as Sadadi come. When you worship God, you understand that He loves and you also express your love to Him. You understand that He loves you and you also express your love to Him. And how much you value Him. According to A.W. Tosa, he said, Any man or woman on this earth who is bored and turned off by worship is not ready for heaven. Because one thing, the only thing that we do in heaven is worship. Praise the Lord. No, in addition, we say he or she does not know God. Neither is he or she ready to be blessed by God. Hmm. I pray that Lord will help us in Jesus' name. As we come to the end of the year, let our life of worship improve and increase and the Lord bless us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Let's clamor for Jesus. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. Alright. One thing that I want to tell us is that in church, we are not customers. We are worshippers. We are not customers to God. We are worshippers of God. In the business world, customers are the king. In the kingdom of God, Jesus is the king and deserves to be worshipped all the time. So no complainer must be in church. The church is a place of worship. God is the only king. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the God of all. He's I am that I am. So, and we are not raising customers. We are raising worshippers. People that worship God in spirit and in truth. And all of us should be ready to know that when we come to church, we are actually coming to worship God. And I pray that we are going to find it enjoyable in the name of Jesus. That is our duty. So when you come to church, don't look at people, what they do for me, what they don't do to me. What you look at is God, the king that you have come to worship. He's the king. And he's called Beyonce. He's the I am that I am. All he must be worshipped at all times. Whatever he does is right. He's always on point. Praise the name of the Lord. So we are not raising complainers. We are not raising murmurers. We are not raising customers. You are not customers in church. It does not matter what you are doing for God. We are not raising customers. We are raising worshippers. And I pray that all of us will be genuine worshippers from our heart in the name of Jesus. What are you come to church to do? To worship him. If you are giving tight, you are not doing trading. You are worshipping him with your tight. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me. I'm giving you 10%. If you are giving offering, you are using it to worship him. Lord, thank you because you have blessed me. I've made this one available to worship you. If you are dancing in church, you are dancing to worship him. Lord, thank you for keeping me alive and worshipping you. Whatever you do in the church, you are doing it to worship God. We appreciate you. And at times we may not even appreciate you. But that does not mean that God does not appreciate you. You know, we have been called to worship. And the time has come that we must worship him in spirit and in truth. Once you know who you are worshipping, you will never be tired. David knew who he was worshipping. So he was dancing like a baby. But his wife thought he was dancing to the box. To the, he wasn't dancing to the boss. He was dancing to the almighty God that promoted him. That's why he said, I will remain undignified. I will be humble before God that has promoted me. 
I don't know where you are right now, but wherever you may be, God has been responsible for your promotion and your lifting. And that's why it deserves to be praised. It does not matter what you have, whatever you have, God has been responsible for your blessing and it will be praised. Praise the name of the Lord. That is why nobody is qualified for worship except God. And we are going to worship him forever in Jesus' name. I'd like you to stand on your feet and let's give him all the honor for keeping us alive. This is November 17, 2023. He has kept us from January 1st, 2023 to November 17. He has done all the work and he deserves all the praise. Let's thank him and say, Lord, we are grateful for all that you have done. We are blessed to have you. Thank you for being our king, our hero, our lover, our savior, our shepherd. Father, we thank you. We are grateful. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we worship you. We will worship you from eternity to eternity. We will not murmur. We will not complain. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And so, Father, forever we are going to be worshippers. Not customers or complainers. We will worship you forever with everything that we have. Because you did all the work and you deserve all the praise. Take all our genuine worship and Lord, rain down all the blessing of genuine worshipers in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Unto us according to your word tonight. Give us all and victory, all and celebration, genuine prosperity in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed.